The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but then again, most of the things that you're hearing don't have to do with life either. There's a thought. The review of the goofy news which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. We hope before this show is over. And also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use, probably won't, but could if we decide, hey, I'd, I'd like to really use these life lessons. Then, then then we could. Also, humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? No comment. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through that process where you are Of course, have a wonderful time to have fellowship on Sunday. Typically, most people are in a small group or some kind of connected fellowship group. That's awesome. We're talking about the in-between times, okay? That's what we're all about. And you guys know this show, this is not your church. This is a fellowship, and we're here to encourage one another. I'm not your pastor. I'm your big brother in the Lord, or for some of you, I'm just your brother in the Lord, uh, but I'm the annoying one. That people are like, should we invite him? I don't know. Okay, that's me. So here's what we do. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, a praise report, or a prayer request, don't let it die of loneliness. Reach out to us. Call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you will get Captain Chris, and when he answers, you'll be sailing in the right direction. Perfect. You got to play that longer now, too. You have to do that. That's exactly what I was thinking. You are a genius. Also, text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. The thing about that is you can give your name or you can not give your name. You can give somebody else's name, but that would kind of be mean. I'm just saying. Uh, and then additionally, you can send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at he must increase.org. That's David, no King David, just David, at he must increase.org, which leads us to our website. So we've got a bunch of things to say about that. <sighs> First of all, website looking good. Okay, there are there's a lot of cool things. I've even added stuff since uh since Captain Chris has seen it. There's just a lot of stuff on there. Looks clean, looks good. 
not the least of which, oh no, don't, oh no, don't you, don't, oh yeah, the newly revised, newly accomplished Spoonanity app is just absolutely fantastic. It was finished this morning <laughs> and then loaded up and it is there and it doesn't cost any money and it's totally awesome. I'm telling you, it's uh, totally inexpensive so you get what you pay for. Eh, I think that'll help everybody. But check out the Spoonanity app. And then additionally, additionally, this is the place to give if the Lord puts it on your heart. We hope he does. But if he doesn't put it from a monetary point of view, certainly you can join us through the partnership of prayer. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, hemustincreaseministry. YouTube, hemustincreaseministry. I am so happy you played that song. I can't believe people have no idea why. See, that's what I want. And then uh, next time, just play it longer. Because that's just like perfect. I mean, that's like the perfect thing. You'll have a chance in about 30 minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick updates. I'm doing much better. My birthday weekend was fantastic. I got to uh, FaceTime with my kids. I got to see my kids. Uh, they got me some presents. Actually, one of my presents was uh, pajamas. Uh, but, you know, I I like the, the comic books, but from the 60s. Okay, everything past 75 is like, nah. So they got me the comic books with all the artwork from the 60s. So this is like, yeah, it's so cool, right? All right. And then uh, I got a, a shirt and, and I got uh, some other really cool things. And then my daughter-in-law made me, uh, uh, she got us bunt cu- cupcakes, which was like, come on, right? Those are dangerous. <laughs> it's like you have one bunt cupcake. You go, oh, yes, I'll have another. Thank you. And then uh, just a wonderful time. Noelle did a, just an outstanding job. And what's amazing is she had to work 11 hours one day. And 11 and a half hours the next day, just getting her stuff done. But she just coordinated it all. And your prayers have been helping her. She is feeling much better than how she was doing a week ago. And our dog is doing much better. So I just want to say yay, 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 and yay for you guys and yay for God. Okay? There you go. Uh, So the prayers are greatly appreciated. Last thing I'll tell you, school. I'll tell you about that in the next segment. I'll tell you about school. Okay, I'll explain that. In the meantime, we're going to get into the text, and we are in Colossians. And what I can't believe is after today's teaching in Colossians chapter 4, there's only one more teaching, and we have, will have fulfilled the whole book. Which is like, that means i got to replace it. So I have many, many, many. So if you guys have in your mind, gee, I'd like to hear from this book or this book or this book, you have a very limited window, about a week's worth. So you can send an email to david at he must increase.org, or you can text in or anything else if there's a particular book that we want to replace Colossians with. Okay? I'm thinking along the pastoral epistle lines because it's an epistle, and you know, that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right, and then we've done what do we do? We did Philippians and we did Ephesians, and so now we're going to finish Colossians. Yeah, we're rolling. Let's get into this. This is a great text. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends his greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you so that you may stand mature and fully assured in the full will of God. Okay? Many, many, many great things in this. But here's something that, that people miss. So they'll read these epistles. Epistle is not the wife of an apostle. It's a letter. And so 
when they read the epistles, they start to tune out a little on the spiritual side of things when they're talking about these uh, intros or these exes, especially the exes where Paul kind of talks from a personal point of view. And these are some of the most fascinating pieces in the letter. So Epiphras, who is one of them, right, who almost died for his commitment to the kingdom, he sends his greetings, and here's how Paul defines him. Epiphras, he's just like one of you. And the problem there for Christians, Christians, is they idolize other Christians. And it's like, dumb. It's just, it's just, you can't say it any—look, I think Dr. David Jeremiah is outstanding, Okay. But I don't idolize him, okay? Get what I'm saying? He's a great teacher. I love that. I think Dr. Jeffers, I think uh, uh, Pastor Morris, great teacher. I think all of these people, I think John Wimber was a great teacher. I think Chuck Smith was a great teacher. I think they were all, Oral Roberts was a great teacher. Whether you liked him or not, he had very inspirational material that he taught. And it's like, you have to, you don't stick around for 70 years teaching people if you're lousy. So I mean, it's like, come on. So the idea behind this is they're fantastic, but they're one of us. Now, what does that mean, they're one of us? Well, it means this. Don't put these people, pastors, senior pastors, associate pastors, worship leaders, or anybody else, don't put them on a pedestal. The gifts that they have for the kingdom of God have been given them, and they have a stewardship for them, and they will have to give an account for them, and they're not giving anything that God hasn't poured into them, and they have a responsibility for it. Otherwise, they would never be able to do any of the stuff that they do. And that's important to get. You're one of them, and they're one of you right? You have a different function. They have a different function. Sometimes on Sunday, they're on one in one area. You're in another area. But throughout the day, throughout the 24-7 period, you are a child of the Most High God, a redeemed believer through the blood of Jesus Christ, an empowered child through the Holy Spirit. You drink of one spirit, your blood relatives, you have one dad, and you are a Bible-believing, boarding-in Christian alongside of them. Just to give you a level of understanding of how serious this is, John, the Apostle John, it's just tough in the New Testament times to get bigger than John was. I mean, he was with Jesus. He lasted the longest. He was like 65 years an apostle. It's like, yay, 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 yay. Right? Writes Revelation. Everybody knows it's like, anybody can write that book. They just get a medal. Uh, bottom line is he started to worship the angel, and the angel was like, get up. I'm a fellow servant just like you. This is not about the angels, and even though we're doing angel uh, trivia, and this is not about uh, uh, exalting one another in the context of some kind of worshipfulness. This is about Jesus Christ and our acknowledgement to Jesus. The Old Testament looks forward to Jesus. The New Testament looks back towards Jesus. Everything points to Jesus and his ministry. And so like people are like, well that sounds like it's Christ centric. Ding 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 ding. Catching on. Catching on. And so Paul says, "Hey, he's one of you. Just like you guys. This is all us doing this stuff together." I do like the wrestling in prayer. Sometimes sometimes if the Holy Spirit tells you so, you should fight a little bit more than, hey, bless Captain Chris. You should be like, hey, bless Captain Chris and let him just find the things he's looking for. And then you go into it and you fire into it and you jump into it and you don't hesitate. That's wrestling in prayer. That's better than a mention. This guy was wrestling for them in prayer. Who are you wrestling for? <gasps> Ooh, 
Oh, that was mean to start a Monday off with. That's not Monday. It's fun day. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he, he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? There's just something that dawned on me. Like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to share that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell people, oh, I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason, verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we got it covered. <laughs> Captain Chris and I. Too funny. Let's get ready for your first 
trivia question. Not going to be that easy. Now, actually, the one or two that follow this are pretty easy, but this one's a little tougher. According to the Gospels, where did the angel tell the women Jesus had gone after his resurrection? Five more angel questions. These are good ones, though. According to the Gospels, where did the angel tell the woman, the women, the woman, the women, that's plural, Unless you're from Detroit, then it all sounds the same. Where did they where did they tell the women Jesus had gone after his resurrection? Where did they say he is going to? Where is that place? Okay. Uh, there's a good kid song named after it, but I don't know if that's going to help anybody or not. If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Or you can t- is it Monday? It has to be. Or text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or send uh, an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to help everybody out because everybody uh, is uh, really struggling on this one. Okay? So should I give a hint? I just got to give a hint. Jesus. Ah, Kirk comes in, of course. Jesus is the man from. Uh-huh. See, now that's a well-known song. So he's the man from. Okay, there you go. That's where. That's what you guys got to come up with. Think that through. That's your big hint. I can't always do that, but there you go. I can do that anytime I want. Uh, DNA. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. 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 I just love daily. (laughs) In fact, in my prayers now, I do this thing. I bring my daily sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. That's what I tell the Lord. It's like, it's a cool thing to do. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of of Jesus or his words, or you're in trouble. That's the easiest way to put that. A, always be ready to serve, To serve, which means not so much on you, much more on other people. Okay, Now, it's not that you never consider yourself. It's just that everybody has such a wonderful job of, of, of thinking about themselves at a 95% level <laughs> that the Lord's trying to get ready to drop that level, you know, to less. Anything less is good is the whole idea. That's your DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready to serve. I can't be having this much fun on a, on a Monday. It's a fun day. That's all I'm going to say. Somebody ready to answer? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How you doing? This is a, this is a good question. Are you ready for this? This is a big one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that you said that. I'd rather you say that than not. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm just guessing. <laughs> all right, all right. So here's here's the here's the question. I'll set up and I'll give you the hint just uh, just in case they have. According to the gospel, where did the angel tell the women Jesus had gone after his resurrection? And then the hint was the song Jesus is the the man of. And then now you got to answer the question. Um, well, I'm just guessing Nazareth. No, but that's a good, that's a really excellent guess, especially because he's actually from that from that area. But let me give you a little bit on the song. Uh, he's the man from, and then they got a, what's that next word in that song that, that, that goes, it starts with a G. He's the man from, and it rhymes, uh, the, the line rhymes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's right. Here, wait. Paul wrote a letter, 
And did this letter's first uh, after Second Corinthians? What's the what's the next letter after Second Corinthians? It's the it's the rhymes with relation. Oh, Galatians. All right, now the Galatians. G- okay, now, 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 back it up because I'm doing the song. Jesus is the man from Gal 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 Galilee. Yes, that's it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little slow. <laughs> I was gonna get you there no matter what. See, it's the angel told them to, that Jesus was going to Galilee ahead of them, so that's why I went with that. See, and then it's like he's he's the man from Galilee, you know that song, that kind of thing. Well, well, not that I can sing, but I'm just saying. Oh that well. Hey, you did it, and you did well, and you got there, and that's all that counts. The angel told them to go to Galilee. That's where Jesus was heading out. So good job, though. All right. Are you playing well, along? I'm Great. glad you had a good birthday weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was wonderful. No, it was fantastic. So I do appreciate that a great deal. Awesome. All righty. Well, thank you, and have a good day. Good day. All right. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent work. Now, you have to get there sometimes because that's not a common question. I told you it was a hard question. He's the man from Galilee. You know, that was kind of, okay. If I sang better, I could have probably let her into that faster. That's Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe on that one. All right. I'll give you a quick update on the school. All has been resolved. I mentioned that last week. And then I had to submit my big 25, 26, 27-page thing that I had to actually do Thursday, Friday, Thursday and Friday, and then part of Saturday. But Thursday and Friday, I had to get the whole paper done and submit it with all the thing. And I got the grade back uh, on the way to uh, the studio, and I got a 96%. So I'm pretty happy with that. Not too shabby, not, not too bad. Looking pretty good. He liked it. He said he loved the style. He said there's a few things that I've got to get rid of because I put something in there like, you know where they used to say it's the economy, stupid? I put in there it's the ministry, stupid, and I I don't think that's going to fly for a doctorate. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, hey, try and grow up. (laughs) Just try. (laughs) What do you mean? I just flipped the years, right, from 6.0 to 0.6. I'm 6. Leave me alone. All right, uh, here, let's go back to the text, right? Do we have anything else we need to cover? Nope, all right, we're good. I'm having more fun on fun day than you are. Uh, Epiphras, who's one of you, we talked about that, a servant of Christ Jesus sends greetings. He's always wrestling in prayer for you, so you may stand mature and fully assured and uh, of the full will of God. For I testify about him that he goes to great pains for you and for those at Laodicea and Heropolis. Paul, I, I want to say, I think it's very important for people to understand that testifying about one another, not testifying about one another because you're the Messiah, not testify, testifying about you because you're perfect or I'm perfect or anybody like that, but testifying about one another that they're a blessing and that they're helping. And look what he says. He goes to great pains for you, which means he's in that prayer time that he was talking about wrestling, it's important to him. Don't there's a couple things I just think we should not do. The, in the, the church thirty years ago, they tell you to do it. I would tell you not to do it. Don't give like you're paying a bill. Okay, just don't do that. Okay, you're giving unto God. It should be an act of worship and sacrifice. And I'm talking about at your church. Don't don't give like it's a bill. That's number one. Number two, don't read the Bible so you can say I read the Bible. The only person that you're impressing is you. Okay. Read 
to hear what God has to say. And then when you pray, pray so that you are sharing what you have to say and not just fulfilling some kind of obligation that somebody's dropped on you. Make it relationship. Make it real. Do you, know, you can change how it goes by how you do it. And I'm not trying to get into any kind of weirdness. I'm just saying when you approach prayer, you can say to your heavenly father, you know, we, we I pray and I use this model. I'd like to spend a few extra minutes just praying a little bit more freestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like just like normal. And do that. You think God's gonna go, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle the freestyle prayer, the stuff that's in your heart and mind just coming up. Okay, he already knows. I can't, I can't, I can't make that any clearer. So make it relationship oriented. Do that. I've been, I've really been concentrating since I've been doing this show, really concentrating on Lord, what I'm reading, you know, I know I get in the way and da, 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 da. I know that happens and I'm not stupid and stuff like that about that, but just pull it through so I can hear what you have to say. And so I'm reading Job 7, and there's a, there's a part, and there's a lot that I never really noticed. But, you know, Job makes a couple of really good lines and really good points, but then he, he, he goes off the rails. You know, why are you picking on me? And that's the irony. He thought that God was picking on him. Ultimately, God was bragging about him, so he was completely wrong. It was because Job, just, I mean, his perspective was wrong. He thought he was in trouble. He wasn't in trouble. He was having a light shine on him because he was so good. The exact opposite. That's what we do with God. We go through something and we think, why? Why me? Ah." Well, if we spent enough time in the Word and prayer, we'd find out that it's not really all about God being mad at you. If he wanted to be mad at you, I'm pretty sure he can pick apart your life pretty fast. That's not the goal here. The goal is for the Lord and you to connect. You are in preparation for eternity in the sense that you will have an eternal relationship with the Lord. He's just trying to teach you to start getting active in it. That's all. Think of it in those terms. Those are the ways that we need to think of it. And so he wrestled in prayer for them. He, he felt the pain for them, and he, he was just like, ugh. And you can sense the inner uh, and so when Paul said in Romans 15, 30, join with me in my, in my struggle by praying for me, this is that. This is that manifested. Epiphras is wrestling in prayer, feeling the pain. You know, when you guys reach out to me and say, I got something going on, maybe it's physical, maybe it's spiritual, maybe it's relationship-oriented or financial, you feel that with the person. You share that with the person. You wait. You bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Well, how do you do that? You come before the Lord and you embrace their situation and your desire to help them and then bring that to the Lord. That's how you bear one another's burdens. Okay? All right. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. 
To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half and his eyes are red and he looks at me and he says this is how the Lord hurts for you and that was it bam it was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my you know my pride attitude and my my over arrogance and my my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all i could think of was jesus wept the david spoon experience weekdays at two on god country texas 770 kwam